Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. We're going to talk about TikTok here in a moment, but first I want to ask you this question, and it has to do with the race for governor. There have been uh, some whisperings. I read an article this morning in Utah Policy, which includes includes uh, a bunch of information, some of it indicating that there may be an effort afoot on the part of John Huntsman Jr. to launch a write-in campaign. As you know, uh, John Huntsman Jr. did not uh, secure the Republican nomination for governor. That instead being secured by Spencer Cox. He'll go up against uh, Chris Peterson, the Democratic nominee. But what about John Huntsman Jr. as a write-in candidate? What do you think about that? Let me ask you very basically, would you, could you see yourself writing the name John Huntsman Jr. down on your ballot this November as a write-in candidate? Despite not having secured the nomination of his party, could you be convinced to write his name down? Send me your texts, send me your thoughts, send me your opinions. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. You share with me your thoughts there. Uh, we'll get through this TikTok conversation. And then after the break, when you and I discuss uh, John Huntsman Jr. and Ernest, I'll be able to share your thoughts then with all the rest of us listeners. 57500, again, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Now. I have resisted this topic for days now because I am, well, I'm a dad now, so I'm automatically like an old fuddy-duddy. Uh, I'm an old man, right? I'm losing my hair even. If you, if you could see me now, in fact, you can. On the KSL News Radio app, that's powered by Any Hour Services, I'm leaning down right now showing you the top of my head, and it's thinning back there. For the first time in my life, I'm seeing some thinning. Anyway. All that is to tell you that I don't know what the heck TikTok is. I don't know. I, I hear, you know, kids uh, taking a TikTok break and they dance into their app and it's a video and viral and whatever. I don't know. I don't know about TikTok. I know about Facebook. I don't know about TikTok. But I have, over the course of the last two days, become very familiar with TikTok as it has elevated to the attention of some very high up U.S. government officials. Now, why is that? Well, there may be some hidden threats in this app, this TikTok app. In fact, uh, India has banned the app. It was just the other day, uh, Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, told the Ingram angle that he and President Trump are taking the reports seriously. Taking them seriously that TikTok uh, may be a threat. Here, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. 
Oh, your viewers should know we're taking this very seriously. We're, we're, we're certainly looking at it. We've worked on this very issue for a long time, whether it was the problems of having Huawei technology in your infrastructure. We've gone all over the world, and we're making real progress getting that out. Uh, we uh, declared ZTE a danger to American national security. We've done all of these things with respect to Chinese apps on people's cell phones. I can assure you the United States will get this one right, too, Laura. I don't, want to, get out, I don't want to get out in front of the president, but it's something we're looking at. Next up, he was asked very basically, would you recommend that people download this app on their phones? Pompeo said this. Only if you want your private information in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. Only if you want your information in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party would you be downloading TikTok. You know, maybe for some of you that's okay. Maybe. But I guarantee you the majority of the kids who have made this app so globally popular... They're not thinking along these lines. They're going to need their parents to, to weigh in now, <laughs> at least as we have observed in, uh, in the case with many children. <laughs> they are not too keen to take the instruction of their parents when it comes to what to do with their cell phone. Yeah. Anyway, so it may come down to asking very nicely that these app providers like Apple or Google, restrict a cell phone user's access to this app. Now, can you imagine that? Can you imagine, can you imagine Secretary of State Mike Pompeo making his way to Cupertino, California to speak with the big shots at Apple? And saying, uh, hey, listen, I'm so sorry, but it turns out, it turns out that the, the Chinese Communist Party, they're using TikTok to steal people's identities and to gather personal and private information from Americans and their children. Now, we here are a free country. You see, Apple, we're a free country here. And Google, but get in here. Uh, you see, we're a free country here. And for that matter, there are many, many freedoms available to Americans, uh, in particular when it comes to their use and enjoyment of the Internet on which uh, this app is primarily based. So it would fall onto your goodwill and wisdom to aid in this effort of national security. Should we present to you, again, I'm Mike Pompeo speaking. This is my best Mike Pompeo. I'm speaking to Apple and Google. If we, to you, Apple and Google, are able to present sufficient evidence that this TikTok, that this app is in fact a tool being used by the Communist Party of China to extract personal information, would you, would you, mind, would you mind just like taking it out of your app stores? What do you think? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how they would respond. I do not know how Tim Cook or Google, I don't know what they would say. It's very difficult. We haven't seen anything exactly like this in the past. And, you know, I say maybe, uh, I don't know what tools are available to the U.S. government to halt something like this. I don't know what they could possibly do uh, to restrict this other than going to the providers themselves. I'm not sure if there is any executive authority or laws on the books in uh, U.S. statute that could uh, empower the government to prohibit this app, especially, especially when it is so, so popular. I don't know. But the threat is real. At least according to FBI Director Christopher Wray, 
who recently talked about China's influence in the U.S. In a discussion uh, just yesterday at the Hudson Institute, uh, Director Ray said he discussed, in fact, who is the victim of China's efforts to undermine U.S. information and national security. It's the people of the United States who are the victims of what amounts to Chinese theft on a scale so massive that it represents one of the largest transfers of wealth in human history. If you're an American adult, it is more likely than not that China has stolen your personal data. If you are an American adult, it is more likely than not that China has stolen your personal information. More likely than not. You flip a coin, your odds are better. It is more likely than not. FBI Director Ray goes on to explain how much, in fact, the U.S. is investigating China. We've now reached the point where the FBI is opening a new China-related counterintelligence case about every 10 hours. Of the nearly 5,000 active FBI counterintelligence cases currently underway across the country, almost half are all related to China. And at this very moment, China is working to compromise American healthcare organizations, pharmaceutical companies, and academic institutions conducting essential COVID-19 research. Do you think that's, do you think that's an overstatement? Or do you believe them?